And welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. If you are left, you just ain't right and likely never will be until unless you listen to this show. I am the guy who has a cure for what ails you, believe me. Uh, let's go to the other McCain. Uh, back from March 25th. And he wrote a post because there was a ruling by the uh, NPR reported that the International Governing Body for Track and Field made a decision about trans athletes. The decision was this. Uh, The governing body for track and field banned trans women athletes from elite women's competitions, citing a priority for fairness over inclusion fine right i mean okay obviously uh men have have different bodies than women amazing that we have to explain that right to adults these days uh, and some of them reject it uh uh-uh, you can't tell me i don't care what i have i identify as an armadillo okay so i don't care if i help around like a frog i'm an armadillo so screw you i mean we might as well deny what your species is Right? If you're a mammal or an amphibian or a reptile, it shouldn't matter. A bird, nothing should matter. It should matter how you feel, right? But here's the part about the international governing body for track and field. Their uh, their decision, again, listen to it. They cited a priority for fairness over inclusion. Okay? And banned uh, trans women, in other words, men pretending to be women or becoming women, whatever, from competing against women because they they were citing a priority, a priority for fairness over inclusion. Okay, makes sense. But then they added the lesson, NPR did. After the part about over-inclusion, they added this. Despite limited scientific evidence of physical advantage. Really, NPR? You know, I don't know if NPR, the people who run it, could actually spell NPR anymore. It would probably take them three days. They'd have theosauruses. They'd have uh, <laughs> they'd have textbooks. They'd have experts. They'd have lawyers. They'd have attorneys. They'd have activists. And they probably couldn't decide uh, what NPR stood for or how to even spell it. That's how stupid they are. <laughs> Uh, but the ruling was that transgender track and field athletes cannot compete in women's international. Uh, that's from the World Athletics Council. Said they were prioritizing fairness and the integrity of female track and field competitions rather than inclusion. Well, if it is women's track and field, female track and field competitions, shouldn't it be for women? Am I missing something? Uh, now the other McCain commented this way. He says, are you kidding me with this? What kind of journalism is being practiced at NPR? Uh, I think it's woke journalism, frankly, uh, perhaps the kind in which ordinary common sense is prohibited. You don't need an advanced degree in biology to know that the average man is five foot 10. I'm six foot by the way, ladies, just to let you know, I am above average and the average woman is five foot five. Uh, the average height of a woman is at the 8th percentile. 
That means bottom 8% of the male distribution. In other words, 92% of men are taller than the average woman. A man who is six feet tall is at the 84th percentile of the male distribution, whereas six foot tall women are at the 99th, <coughs> pardon me, the 99th uh, per, percentile of the female distribution. So in a randomly selected group of 100 men, you'll find 16 guys who are, over, who are six feet tall. I'd be one of them, ladies. To find 16 women who are six feet tall, you need to be choosing from a group of more than 1,500 women. In other words, there are physical differences between men and women. And thank God for them. Believe me, every time I see an attractive woman, I relish and cherish those differences. Okay? Now, he argues the other McCain does. This is just basic stats using single metric based on information anybody can find with Google. There are other there are other metrics we could consult. The world record for the hundred meter sprint is nine point five eight seconds, set by some guy named Usain Bolt who in uh, two thousand nine, and he's fast. He's probably still faster than ninety nine point eight percent of the people on Earth. Uh, the woman's record, same hundred meter, uh, is ten point four five seconds, set by Florence Griffith Joyner in nineteen eighty eight. <clears throat> Now, that is 87 hundredths of a second that Usain Bolt is faster than, uh, or his fastest time versus Florence Griffith's joiners. may not sound like a lot, but it is. I guarantee you, if you saw two people race 100 meters and one finished at 9.58 seconds and the other at 10.45 seconds, there'd be a huge difference in actual distance. Uh, the woman's record the other McCain ads has stood for 35 years, which should suffice to suggest that it represents pretty much the maximum feasible speed by a female runner. Last year in the SEC men's 100 meter, fi meter finals, okay, college, these are not all Olympians. These are college athletes. Okay. Uh, just in that group and won the Southeastern conference. How many of the male finalists ran faster than Griffith Joyner's world record of 10.45 seconds? The answer, are you ready? Every single one of them. Sorry, no matter what a great athlete Florence Griffith Joyner was, awesome. Awesome. She would be, if she ran in her prime against all these college uh, men, she would finish dead last. Does that mean she they're better than her? Does that mean they're they're superior? It means that a, that athletics and physicality and muscles and muscle mass and all these things they matter. Okay? The fastest woman is never going to be as fast as the fastest man. That that is not a degradation or a uh, bad remark on her. This it's basic physical nate phys, uh, physiology, excuse me. And this is routine, the other McCain says. That is to say, all competitive male sprinters outran Flo Joe's, fe Flo Joe's female re world record time. That's a world record all over the earth. That's why they call it a world record of 10.45 seconds and 100 meters. And yet every man at a college meet for the SEC, four, uh, 14 schools in the SEC, 
So a lot of male athletes were in there, and every one of them ran a faster time in 100 meters than Florence, Florence Griffith Joyner. Every college track meet in America, listen to this. The other McCain adds, this is routine. That is to say, all competitive male sprinters outrun Flojo's female world record time in every college track meet in America. That's not limited scientific evidence. That's, that's just proof. But yet the media couldn't report that honestly. They had to throw that in the end that they're hurt after the difference between men and women never. How far up their own rear ends, I'll be nice, are their heads? Very sad, my friends. Now, here's a quick one from twitchy.com. Newsweek. They, they still make Newsweek? It's still out there? Really? Okay, Newsweek suggests that tennis, uh, the Tennessee GOP, the Republican Party of Tennessee, that their policies, Republican, evil, conservative policies, may have laid the groundwork for the school shooting, the, the Covenant school shooting uh, that killed six people and uh, three of them nine-year-old children, babies. Uh, and I'm not counting the piece of shit that killed them. Yes, I call her a piece of shit because she is a piece of literal shit. Except a piece of shit could actually do the world some good. This waste of skin never could. Now... It's interesting. The GOP is to blame somehow for a whacked out transgender person with severe mental ill mental illness issues. Probably had some medication issues going on too, if we could really examine it. Should never have been allowed to buy a weapon. Would not have been allowed had the people giving her medical care, from my understanding, if they had reported it to the proper authorities, she would not have been able to buy, legally anyway, one single gun. Yet the left cries for more gun control. But gun control is never used. It's never looked into. You can get you can get red flag orders right now. You don't need a new red flag law anywhere. You can go to a judge, give him prop or her proper documentation that someone's weapon should be taken from them. The police can act on that through a judge's order right now. The left's always call, calling about red flag laws. They want to make them so loose in definition that pretty much anyone they don't like, they can go get their guns. And they'll probably never get them back. It's a back door to gun grabbing. But anyway, how do you blame the GOP? You have to be asked, how would you blame the, the Republican Party for this uh, transgender person slaughtering six human beings? And would have slaughtered more had the police not come uh, in a very quick fashion and killed her. Now, read this headline here. Newsweek, there's Newsweek again, pointed this out. That right after this shooting of this transgender person killing, again, three nine-year-old babies and three other human beings, that drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors were banned in Tennessee this month, while assault weapons remain legal. So, in other words, the GOP hasn't banned guns. And they don't want children taught transgenderism, basically. Gender-affirming care for minors. Those are children. 
And there's a lot of people who believe, quite quite frankly, that uh, the aim of some people is to, yes, groom certain children for uh, transgenderism. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. So it's the GOP's fault. They banned drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors. In other words, drag shows aren't for are underage kids. Tell me something. Should you be able to take your child to a titty bar? Right? Should you be even able to take your minor child to a... There's no nudity, but they're in bikinis or negligees, uh, lingerie. Should you be... I've heard rumors. I've never been, of course. Never, ever. Sure. Uh, but should you be able to take your 8, 9, 10-year-old kid there, your 7-year-old, your 5-year-old? Should you? No. So the GOP does that. So it's their fault somehow, Newsweek. Uh, Newsweek is claiming here. And behind the scenes, on, on the down low, they're, they're saying this. Uh, but the Tennessee Newsweek.com, Tennessee's Republicans ban on drag shows, criticized after a mass shooting. So this mass shooter, who, by the way, had been playing this for a long time, apparently, uh, <clears throat> somehow, when they found out that the Republicans banned drag shows for, for little kids, she decided to go kill little kids. That's what Newsweek expects you to believe. Uh, there was another one. Reuters had a headline about the shooting that Twitchy linked to. You know, Reuters, you got to watch them. So what was their headline on the Covenant shooting? It wasn't very, shall I say, didn't strike me as very journalistic. Um, in fact, Twitchy again said Reuters headline on Covenant shooting is egregious insult to journalism and slap in the victim's face. Uh, but da, 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 da. And they also commented, but while we unfortunately expect the spin from outlets like CNN, we'd like to think that ostensibly respectable straight news outlets would know better. We'd like to think that, but we know better. And that brings us to Reuters, who decided that this headline was the right headline for their article about the shooting. Former Christian school students kills three children, three staff in Nashville shooting. Nothing about them being transgender. Nothing. But they damn sure made known that this person went to a Christian school. <sighs> Way to go, Reuters. Absolute trash you are. And we've heard that over and over and over and over. Okay, you blame guns, you blame gun owners. And the fact is, the person to blame, they never blame. And they can't bring themselves to talk about her being transgender, really, because, well, that's, that's a little sensitive. That's our media, folks. That is our media. Screwed up from the get-go, my friends. Now, and by the way, I do know that right now on my TV screen on uh, Fox News, Trump is being processed inside a New York courthouse. Uh, what to say about this case? I'm not going to comment much. I mean, so many people on the, on the Republican side have nailed it. Even some Democrats like Alan Dershowitz, uh, Jonathan Turley, 
have commented on this, legal experts, how ridiculous it is. Um, what, what can you say about it? Alvin Bragg, you know, he is a hack for a DA, a prosecutor. He's horrible. Uh, he's a Soros puppet. And he really is unfit to shovel camel dung at the local zoo, much less be a DA. He lets violent criminals out to go kill and maim and rape and do whatever, but he's going to get Trump because that's what George Soros put him in, in place for, so he could get Trump. And you know what? I, I, if there's any way they can stretch some, some BS and get Trump convicted in this, I can't see a way. I haven't heard anybody say they can see a way, but hide and watch it happen. And let's divide the country more. Let's politicize political differences, or, or excuse me, criminalize political differences, which is what the left is trying to do. They have no idea what they're doing to this country, but it ain't good. Uh, the people behind this cheering it, the leftists, they should be ashamed of themselves and they should really think about what they're giving the AOK thumbs up to. Because if they don't think it'll ever happen to one of their people, anything can happen, my friends, anything. And I think a lot of this is they're going to push every button to try, 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 try some conservative or allegedly conservative person to snap and do something really stupid, irresponsible. And then they can say, see, see how those Republicans are. We got to take guns away. We've got to understand how radicalized they are. Everything to the Democrats is political, my friends. The motivation is all political. It's all about their power. I've said this for many years. When a leftist tells you by any means necessary, believe them. Uh, but again, this is complete horseshit. Uh, to me, Trump should have said, I'm not showing up. Screw you. I ain't doing it. And you know what? Every governor in every, every Republican state should have said, what Ron DeSantis said. He said, no. No, you can't come get him from Florida or Tennessee or wherever. He has safe haven here. You can't do it. Screw you. But again, uh, I'm sure he'll be acquitted. But then again, you never know. You never know with the left. They are the sneakiest, backhandedest, uh, double-faced, two-faced, I should say, people I've ever known. Now, let's look at uh, a New York Post story. New York City Teachers Union, they're hosting a seminar. And what do you think the seminar is going to be about? Education, children, uh, better lunches in schools, more, more PE time, better physical fitness. Uh, they're going to start teaching gun safety. Uh, they're going to start teaching uh, all the kids how to do CPR. They're going to do something really good. No. Their seminar was on the harmful effects of whiteness. And I'm, I must say it like it's apparently so evil, this whiteness. That uh, apparently it's that important. Uh, the UFT, the United Federation of Teachers. Uh, the New York City's Teachers Union 
is sponsoring a virtual workshop. <laughs> workshop. Uh, propaganda session is what it should be called. Re-education camp, maybe. On fighting back against the harmful effects of whiteness on our lives. Really, harmful effects of whiteness. So I just go out. And I took my mom to dialysis earlier today. I'll go pick her up here in about an hour and a half. Somehow I'm going to harmfully affect people. Was it at the food line where I pick up the groceries I ordered online last night? Was was that it? Uh, will it be someone at a red light park next to me? We'll look over and see a white guy go, oh my God, it's harmful, it's harmful. The left is more racist than the right has ever been. It's always been that way. It always will be that way. The United Federation of Teachers online seminar dubbed Holding the Weight of Whiteness is scheduled for Monday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Hey, you can still make it if you're in New York. Maybe you can sneak in, record. Uh, Maybe you can just die laughing at all the stupid shit you're going to hear. And will be hosted by a Queens-based psychopath. Whoa, I'm sorry. A Queens-based psychotherapy consultant. Who's probably a psychopath. uh, And self-proclaimed diversity, equity, and inclusion leader. The name of this wonderful, I'm sure, individual. Erica Sandoval. UFT members who are licensed mental health professionals... Sounds like the people attending should should actually go see some mental health professionals. Uh, they can earn two hours of credit toward their continuing education credentials, which can eventually result in a higher salary. Race pimp and pays. Uh, let me see. The workshop will cost $25 to attend and will focus on key cultural themes related to the Latin X slash E community. The Latin X slash E. I have no idea what that means. I could look it up, but I'm tired of this. Too much of that stuff gives me a headache. Including internalized racism, privilege, and white identity. The worst of all, those damn white people identifying as white people. According to the union's website and an Instagram post, Participants will leave the workshop with a better understanding of how to center ourselves as a form of resistance against the harmful effects of whiteness in our lives. <laughs> uh, what kind of horse's ass race baiting piece of garbage wrote that? And how many race baiting, future race baiting pieces of garbage are going to go and accept it and go, oh my God, those white people. This is open hostility and racism being taught against a race of people. That is called uh, evil. That's right. When the clueless klutz clan does it, evil. When white supremacists, skinheads, when they do it, evil. I'm also going to say, though, when the Nation of Islam, Calypso Louis, the sinister minister, uh, when the entire staff of MSNBS, when they do it, it's also racist. When the NAACP, When they do it, it's racist. The NAACP is racist. I mean, it's the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. How racist can you be, NAACP? NAACP, I should say. Sorry. 
too many acronyms. I have acronymitis. Uh, let me see. Uh, they conclude a statement with the organizations we work for or direct and the communities in which we serve. You know, most people attend, attending this are going to end up serving themselves more money because this is all a money grab. And here is a, uh, a tweet. Uh, whiteness and white rat or racialized identity refer to the way that white people, their customs, culture, and beliefs operate as a standard by which all other groups are compared. Uh, I don't judge anybody by anything like that. Isn't it interesting, though? Whenever white people talk about their culture, uh, if they do, it's bad, it's evil, it's racist, it's terrible. Yet, every other group is supposed to embrace their identity, meaning they're supposed to act like they're brainwashed and they believe whatever the left tells them so they can be good leftists. Because that's what this is ultimately about, making leftists. Not race, but leftism. And the furtherance of leftism. Um, uh, whiteness is also at the core of understanding race in America. Whiteness and the normalization of white racial identity throughout America's history have created a culture where non-white persons are seen as inferior or abnormal. I guarantee you, if you ask everybody in America, most people, it'd be an extremely heavy majority, would reject the idea that you are what your skin color is. In other words, if you're you're this smart if you're white, you're only that smart if you're this, or this smart if, you, if you're Asian. It, again, that's all stupid. People are individuals. I judge people as individuals. Everyone should judge individuals as individuals. It's not that difficult, people. This course is about cultural humility and inclusion. It will allow us to discuss how whiteness relates to privilege and identity and how both become normalized and invisible. It will focus on key cultural themes, e.g. internalized racism, privilege, microaggressions, and white identity. Related to Latin X slash E communities, our presenter will share personal stories and experiences that relate to her identities and how these experiences have been shaped by racism. I told myself I wouldn't cry. Participants will leave the workshop with a better understanding of how to center ourselves as a form of resistance against the harmful effects of whiteness on our lives. These people are either straight up bigots, dumber than a brick, dumber than a dried up mud puddle, or they're crazy as hell to believe this garbage. The organizations we work for or direct and the communities in which we serve... And there's a picture of uh, Erica Sandoval. Oh, she's a stunner. She may, well, I'm not going to make a personal remark about her looks. She can't help that she's ugly as homemade soap. And that insider is a gigantic race pimp just feeding on money. It's all about money, 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 power, power, power. News of the event has some seething, including Council Minority Leader Joe Borelli who said he was contract, uh, contacted by many fuming teachers and parents wondering why fighting the so-called toxic whiteness has become a top priority for a lefty union representing a school system plagued by poor performance in the classroom. Well, now you're assuming that the teacher's union gives the first rat's ass about kids or kids being educated. 
They're there for their own power, just like most unions. Most unions, they're leeches. It's become a center of money and power, and the leaders, there they are. Just like the leeches they are. That's where they get their power and their money and influence from. They don't care if, if teachers do their jobs. They care that they keep their power. And they damn sure don't care about kids, my friends. Um, let me see. Uh, here was a question. Why is it important for employees of the New York City Department of Education to serve as a form of resistance against the effects of whiteness in their lives? The Department of Education and the diverse communities in which they serve, which may consist of white students and families? Uh, wrote Borelli, who's a Republican from Staten Island, in a letter Friday to Tino Pacio, director of the UFT's member assistance program. To be clear, I don't actually care what your speakers tell your members in an optional and private seminar. I care how members will implement the, quote, resistance against these harmful effects of whiteness when dealing with students and parents as a part of their employment with the departments. And he's right to be concerned. He's very correct to be concerned, my friends. 